Hello everybody, welcome back to Discussing Doodles. The podcast where we talk about an animated movie from a different animation studio each week. Before we begin, we just want to say that some spoilers will be ahead. So if you've yet to see this movie and don't want it spoiled, stop listening now. Final disclaimer, when we get excited, we tend to swear. Although we talk about family movies, this isn't a family podcast. You You have have been been warned. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Discussing Doodles. I am Mark. I'm Luke. And it is Pixar week. Oh, it's one of the best weeks. It is, isn't it? Yeah, always. Pixar is one of those funny things where a lot of people kind of associate it very heavily with Disney. And that's okay. Yeah. Because obviously it is distributed by Disney and it is part of the Disney family. Yep. Um. But it is very much, to me, it's very much its own thing. Yeah, I wish it was its own thing in one way. I, I do too. <laughs> you know? and, and, you know, the, there's a lot of, you know, um, the way I look at it is the way that Pixar make an animated movie. The plot is put together. The characters, are, are, are their personalities are very different to what Disney do. Yeah. And when Disney tried to go down that pixar route, is when they start fucking it up. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I always think it's better to keep the two separate, but a lot of people do do place them together. For sure. Um, but I do love, I do have a love, I have a love-hate relationship with Pixar because I pretty much love every Pixar film I've ever seen in my life because they are great movies. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, why did you do that to the industry? Why did you make them all change? Oh yeah, the way they were. You don't like (laughs) you don't like a bit of computer animation. Exactly. Well, I like it when it's done right, and Pixar do it right, and that's that's my point. Pixar is less about look at what we can do. Well, it is in the early days. It was oh, look at what we can do with our computers, and back then it was impressive. But now every fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry could do it in his back bedroom if he wanted to. Um, (laughs) But for Pixar nowadays, in their modern films, it's more about look at what we can do with character or your emotions or yeah or this that and the other do you know what i mean and, and i think really and truly as much as i love animation and i'm a big animation geek and i bang on about it all the time yeah a, a good animated film comes down to the characters and the story yes those those first two things that we review each week are more important than the third one uh, yeah yeah i think do you Yes, yeah, I think that's why we put them first, really. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it kind of goes in order of importance. For sure. Uh, th- that being said, actually, sometimes... Well, uh, yeah, you know, but whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know why I've done this little rant about Pixar at the I start. I know, you're like... I feel like newcomers are going to turn away and be like, this is scary, I'm not listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just has a go at everyone. I'm not having a go. I love Pixar. Yes. Um, and I love this movie. Yes, it's so... Um, precious <laughs> it had been a number of years since i've seen it you know? right right um, and i think i haven't watched it since maybe before monsters university was released oh wow that is a while then because so that's an been, old film now <laughs> yeah as i was gonna say it's been a it's been a real long time since i've seen it and i think monsters university is the reason why i haven't seen it right because i didn't enjoy monsters university as much right and it, it not that i didn't enjoy monsters university because i did it was good but it wasn't as good. No. Sometimes when something's not as good, it makes you just go, 
oh, there's no point in that. Yeah, you, you like know, put it in a, a put it in a bubble. Yeah, and you just kind of don't go back to it anymore. Yeah, um, but because of discussing doodles and what it is, it made me go back to it, and um, I'm really fucking happy I did. It's so good. It's so top tier. I'd actually go as far as to say it's one of my favourite animated movies ever. Okay. Okay, so we're expecting a high score, a few high scores from you today. Now, I mean, I think so. I don't okay. want to be too too excited <laughs> at the beginning because I might change my mind as I go along. But on surface level, I think it's near perfection. Okay, um, so just for everybody that's that's aware, so for everybody that's aware, why would you need to say something for everybody that's aware? Because they're already aware. Are you okay? What's happening? I don't really know. What's, what are you about to say anyway? I'm I was going to so say, confused. so everybody is aware, last week was Don Bluth week and we did oh, all right. go to heaven. Yes. That scored 66. Yes. Good film. Yes. Not his best, but still no. a good offering. Do you know, um, though, I did think about that film today, though, because Sully, Mike and Boo gave me teeny tiny Charlie, Itchy and Anne-Marie vibes. It's it's a it is a very similar dynamic, isn't it? Like similar two, trio dynamic. Yeah. Two dogs, one who's very brave and one who's very silly, with a child, and then two monsters, one who's very brave, one who's very silly with a child. It I also like... thought about the fact that the last three movies we've watched have all featured a very cute little girl. Oh my god, you're right. Um, and it's and for me, it's been really interesting to see how each different studio has uh, dealt with that. Yeah, and how they've how they've done it. So obviously, we spoke in length about how it was the li- tiny little subtleties in My Neighbor Totoro yeah. that made Studio Ghibli's cute little girl so cute. You know, those little uh, imperfections in the way she moved, which made yes. her so realistic. And then obviously there were sort of you know the 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 voice of Anne Marie and All Dogs Go to Heaven and you know the way that she was designed and stuff made her very cute. And then obviously Boo in this movie she has her own yeah sort of ways of being super cute. She's as well. so adorable. <laughs> I can't deal with it. She's also hilarious, isn't she? It's so funny. It's so clever. It's so clever that she is as funny as she is because she doesn't. She, she doesn't have funny lines, but she does. Everything she says is great, but it's yeah. not like scripted, planned punchlines. No, no, no. <laughs> and I read—I I don't know if you read this, but I read that she was too young to stay in the recording booth. Mary Gibbs, who did the voice, right? She was too young to stay in the recording booth, um, and she'd get bored and things like that. So <laughs> they would just follow her around the studio with a microphone, <laughs> recording her as she played and stuff, and Genius. they would just pick out the bits that that suited absolutely genius yeah so so good <laughs> i think pixar are really good with the, how they deal with children actors because like i remember as well not that it's connected to this film really but the special features for up like obviously they had a boy doing russell yeah and it is it is long boring days i think being just in a recording studio all day yeah um, of course. they'd come up with fun little things that you know they'd make him do a lap around the building before he came in to do his lines and stuff. So he was all like energized. And I just think they're very good with how they make the children do their lines. And I think as a, as a studio that deals predominantly with children, they're, they're their target market. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. And it's nice that they have an understanding of their, of the people that they're targeting For in sure. such a good way. And I think um, I'm going to name drop a name now that I think is really important 
to that side of things for Pixar. Right. It's a man called Pete Doctor. Uh-huh. Um, Pete Doctor, you pr- most people who know animation have probably heard his name. Um, but he's he's been at Pixar since the start. He's been there, you know, he's he's one of the main Pixar guys. Um this is the this is the movie where he was given the reins. Mm-hmm. This is the movie where John Laster said, Okay, mate, it's your turn now. Your turn. Right. And I think because I, I was reading about how he to make uh, Mary Gibbs laugh for Boo, he would play with sock puppets and things yeah. like that. And I think that he is a big kind of influence on that kind of child friendly side of things. I get that kind yeah. of vibe from him. Yeah. Um, and when we say this is the movie where he was given the reins, that's just, I mean, before we score anything, he fucking smashed it. Hell yeah. Hell like your your yeah. first outing as a director and you yeah. do Monsters, Inc. It's so good. It's so good. Um, before we talk about the story, I just, I want to say something that I've noticed. Uh, okay. Because obviously the, the way we do Discussing Doodles is that each season we're looking at the next movie from each studio. So we're able to kind of look back and reflect on how they've got to where they are mm-hmm. as a studio. And with uh, Pixar, they had tremendous success with their first movie, with Toy Story, um, which was like a new generation Snow White. Um, but essentially what it was, was a, was a buddy picture, which you don't get many buddy pictures in animation. No. Um, I guess you get a few, like maybe you could consider All Dogs Go to Heaven a buddy picture. I suppose, Not really, but yeah, but... no. And you could consider maybe Aladdin a buddy picture. Suppose. Aladdin and the genie. Yeah. But really and truly, they're not, they're reserved more for, you know, like your um, 90s and 80s and 90s American comedies. They're your buddy pictures. Yeah, like your Dumb and Dumbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you, you, but you don't expect to see it in an animated movie. So I think that's part of what made Toy Story a success um and then they tried something new with bugs life which was kind of like a it was like a hero's journey story a much more traditional animation story really yeah uh, compared to, to toy story and although in my heart i think bugs life is just as good as toy story it was not received nearly as well sucks still needs yeah, a sequel we, it still needs <laughs> i was gonna say we still need a bugs life too so hashtag bugs life too. come on get it out there <laughs> um so then what they did, and we've noticed that every CGI studio has done this, they've gone back to their first movie and made a sequel because that's guaranteed success. Yeah. Uh, if your first movie was a success. And then they've gone, again, let's try something completely different. But what they've done with Monsters, Inc. is they have taken a lot from Toy Story. Yes. In that buddy picture sort of vibe. Yeah. Because this is a buddy picture as well. It is, isn't it? Uh, like Mike and Sully. Yeah. And another thing I noticed that they that they sort of took from Toy Story 2 as well. Um the Stinky Pete and the Mr. Waternoose yes. character. Plot, like, is plot very twist, similar. Plot twisty yeah. villain. Yeah. Um so they've obviously gone, right, our Toy Story movies are, are really fucking successful. Yeah. Let's pinch the best bits. And I and I hadn't ever really thought of it like that before, and discussing doodles has made me think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what have you got on the story, Luke, before well, I waffle on too yeah, long? I've been so... going for 10 minutes now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waffling <laughs> on, I'm joking. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like everybody listening has probably seen this film. But if you are one of those strange, strange people, <laughs> here's the basic, basic storyline for you. So it's basically two monsters, Sully and Mike, working at Monsters Incorporated, which is a factory designed 
to scare human kids, which causes them to scream, which gives the monster world the energy and that it needs, basically. Um, and one of the human chars escapes, and which Sully names Boo, and she enters the monster world, and they must, they've basically got a race to get her back home before she's discovered by everybody else. That's a basic, basic plot line. Um, so they came up with the idea of Monsters, Inc. in 1994, during a production of Toy Story, or during the production, sorry, not a production, a just production. a random one. <laughs> um, with, uh, and sort of what you were saying in a way, like they, they were sort of picking bits. At this point, the toy idea was going down so well um, that they, they really were trying to rack their brains on what children think of. And I think a lot of kids always go, oh, you know, my toys are alive. They move around when I'm not there, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Another thing that kids think of is scary monsters in the closet. Yeah. Uh, so that was the, an idea that they really wanted. Um, so over the time between 1994 and when did Monsters Inc. come out? 2001. One. Um, they had all sorts of storylines going for them. So the original story, they had a man in his 30s dealing with monsters that he drew as a kid coming back to bother him as an adult. I like that. Yeah, and each... I each... wish my monsters that I drew as a kid <laughs> would come back and bother me. It'd make my life a lot more interesting. <laughs> and each... Imagine if you had Magara come and bother you. Oh my god. Why are kids so weird, though? Why do kids see monsters everywhere? I literally would dream about oh this monster god. every night and I'd be so, like, was so convinced that he was in my room. <laughs> I remember. I literally remember you crying about it. Kids are me. so weird. <laughs> Why do they do that? <laughs> to the point where I remember your monster's name. Yeah, he was everywhere. I remember so vividly him being at the top of the stairs <laughs> what did he look like he was like big and furry um like he had sort of like a pig snout um <laughs> he had big muscly arms and he definitely had snakes coming out of his back as well <laughs> oh that's nice yeah um but this guy in his 30s each of his monster represented a fear of his and each monster would fade away when he overcame that fear Okay. That was their like original story. So I don't know if I would make my monster disappear because I don't know what he represents. Um, fear of muscly guys and snakes. See, I like both of those. <laughs> 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 so I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, eventually, it, it developed into a monster named. I know. I always say monster, but it's, it's more monster in it. What? Do you see the difference? <laughs> no, you just said it's. I would say monster, but it's more monster. I always go monster, but most people are like monster. Mons? No, I'd say monster. You say monster? Mon I just feel like monster. I say it really weird. It feels really weird in my mouth. Monster. 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 Yeah, because it's not M O N, isn't it? Yeah, monster. I really go for the mon. M monster. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, was, this is such a messy podcast. Um, so the story developed to a monster named Johnson meeting a kid and it was supposedly going to be a buddy picture it's coming back mark mm -hmm. uh between johnson and the kid johnson <laughs> no um, i just picture the freaking prime minister uh, he's a monster he is a monster um and that film was going to be just called monsters that's what they were going to call it okay. um and that story went through changes as well as did the child the child changed age it changed gender it changed everything as it went along and eventually they had the idea of a small girl uh being a funny counterpart to like an eight foot tall furry monster because the the difference would be funny 
to look mm. at. Um, and the girl soon became Mary, who was often pranked by her four, four older brothers. Um, and she soon met Johnson. And he was a monster who was worried about losing his job to the top scarer called Ned. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so definitely like the monsters inc story is like coming mm. um and again it kept it kept changing and evolving and they were worried which i cannot kind of understand actually they were worried that their main character couldn't be relatable or enjoyed by children because his job was to scare them mm. so they were worried about that um and eventually they decided that Johnson, who they renamed Sully, uh, would be the top scarer himself, but in more of a fun star quarterback kind of way and yeah. less of a he's really scary. And then Mary became this young three year old girl um, because they wanted they thought the younger she was, the more dependent she was on the monster. So that's why the two of them were so together. Mm. Um, and eventually somehow Mike was added to the whole thing um, and the minute they added Mike everything else sort of fell into place yeah so they had a lot of changes but I kind of like all the ideas of the stories that they had yeah I do uh, as well. I mean, especially it, like the one about the fears and the yeah I feel like the... that's very oh, it gives me like slight inside out vibes I feel inside like that's out, very yeah. similar to what Pixar do today I was going to say you could see Pixar doing that today absolutely that today. for sure but I love the storyline uh i love the world yeah. that they've created um a, a bit like we we're saying like i love that pixar take these ideas of toys coming to life or monsters in the closet and they just make this whole picture about it yeah i think it's so cool this is the first pixar movie where the protagonists are larger than children <laughs> <laughs> should you just work that out right now yeah. yeah, it's true though. You know, they're before not toys the, and they're before not bugs. Zinc, they were they were focusing purely on small things. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Reason. But they're still very clever in the fact that I know we've got characters like Andy in Toy Story and Boo in Monsters Inc. But like Pixar still very cleverly don't have too many people to yeah. animate yet. They're very because clever at well, I mean out. we'll talk about this when we get to animation, but the people still look pants. Yeah. They yeah. do like <laughs> yeah so um it's, yeah. it's they're very clever by saying we'll do toys we'll do bugs we'll do monsters so do you have a score in my we're nearly 20 minutes of the episode we have a score there, <laughs> it's gonna be a long one it's folks. gonna be a long one sorry guys um <laughs> have you got a score in my story yes i do what are you thinking nine okay wow <clears throat> i'm gonna go for an eight i think okay i think that's fair that is fair characters oh they're good aren't they they are great characters <laughs> yeah. um so we got sully mike and boo who are like your leads mm-hmm. they're great aren't they yeah you can't not like them no and the banter between sully and mike is so good i love that sully calls him mikey i never really noticed that before no but i really picked really. up on it this time he was always calling him <laughs> mikey and i was like oh my god that's actually adorable best friends um so yeah they're john goodman and billy crystal billy's voice always reminds me of Howl's moving castle billy crystal right his because the first thing i knew billy crystal from really is monsters inc yes so for me whenever when i watched Howl's moving castle i was like mike wazowski yeah (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is it's like now because i've watched so much like stand-up and things like that i've watched a lot of billy crystal right being billy crystal yeah and now because of that, I when I watched Monsters Inc. this time, I couldn't 
not here, Billy Crystal. <laughs> yeah. So it was weird. Like I've, now that I've got to know him more outside of Mike Wazowski, mm. I can picture him doing it. Whereas before, yes. the first thing I really ever knew him from was the voice of Mike Wazowski. Right. It's funny how that kind of has evolved as I've grown up. Yeah. So it's you weird. don't you don't picture the big eyeball anymore. <laughs> no. But he's but he's so good for that voice, isn't he? He's so, so good. perfect. Like it's yeah. so correct. Because he was offered the role of Buzz Lightyear. Oh right! But turned it down, and then he said that it was like one of his biggest regrets. Right. And then they offered him Mike Wazowski, and he was like, "Yes, please." See, it's quite funny to me <laughs> because I feel like Sully is very Buzz in voice, and Mike is very Woody in voice. Yeah, I could. Uh, to be fair, I'm glad it worked that way because I could not imagine. No, Billy Crystal was. But you know how here. Woody gets all frustrated and he's the one who yells and goes crazy. Yeah. That's yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Buzz yeah. and Sully are always the chill. Like, ah, oh, don't worry. Bit deeper. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's kind of funny that he was approached to be Buzz. Yeah. Hilarious. And then Boo, she's just so cute. And I don't know if you realise they were obviously the actress is called Mary and the. They planned for her to be called Mary, and supposedly she still is because she's written Mary on her drawings. I saw this, yeah. So that's yeah. really cute that she is. Boo is called Mary, guys. It's called Mary. <laughs> we all call her Boo. She is Mary. Um, and then I love Randall and Fungus, mm-hmm. who are Steve Buscemi and Frank Oz. I had no idea Frank Oz was Fungus. Yeah, that's wicked. Um, I can't remember who it was. Either either John Goodman or Billy Crystal. One of them basically said to Pixar. You have to have Steve Buscemi voice the baddie. Oh, nice! So it was, it was kind of like a, a recommendation kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I can't remember who it was though. It was one of them. That's so cute. I I think Steve's really good for like Randall. Like yeah, he he's he perfect. got the vibe so good to be that like lizardy monster. Yeah, for sure. Loved it. Who's your favorite character? My favorite character is. <laughs> probably boo yeah it's really hard isn't it <laughs> to be honest i, I, I think, yeah. think she is kind of a scene stealer isn't she but you know who yeah. i really love yeah. roz yeah roz is great as roz well. is so good i love Celia is a good character yes and um the abominable snowman abominable snowman who is obviously of course john ratzenberger john ratzenberger oh. he appears in Every Pixar. Yeah, the Pixar <laughs> Easter egg that he is. He is yeah. I did know the Pizza Planet truck is outside the like caravan y thing that Randall Which, ends up in. I'm pretty certain the caravan is also the caravan that the mosquitoes yes. fly into in I Bugs Life. I can't help it. It's <laughs> yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't see A113 or whatever it is. I think it's on one of the yellow men. Ah, oh, I think you're right. Also, another one. It's not like a regular Easter egg, but I, I read read about it and I thought, oh, that's funny. On you know, at the very start when that monster's doing his test, yes, and the lady's giving him like feedback. Yeah, she's got like a bunch of buttons and dials. Yeah, one of one of the buttons has like a like a code underneath it, and it was the Pixar office's phone number. Oh my god! <laughs> Just put <laughs> that out for the whole world to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I guess the other Easter egg was um, Randall was Andy's bedroom when he was doing all his different. Um, yes invisible disguises and fungus was pulling down the different walls for him to try one of them yeah, was andy's is. bedrooms like blue cloud bedrooms how many bedrooms does that boy have they're blue clouds <laughs> the blue clouds fucking out i can't ignore <laughs> the blue wall with the white clouds on it. Yeah. yeah i'm gonna stop iconic. talking 
Um, <laughs> and Mr. Waternoose, he's a good character. Mr. Waternoose, who was voiced by James Coburn, yes. who's a famous, famous old actor, and it was actually his last role oh. uh, before he passed away. That's um, sad. You and I know him best from... <laughs> <laughs> the Cooper Gooding Jr. movie, Snow Dogs. Yeah, we do. Uh, what was he called? Just... Thunder something. Yeah, I can't remember, but it is that is a terrible movie. It's so, so good. good. <laughs> it's on the same level as Rat Race. I mean, it's on of. Disney Maybe Plus. Maybe not quite. Not quite, but... <laughs> but it's nearly there. It's on Disney Plus, guys. Go watch Snow Dogs. <laughs> yeah, watch Snow Dogs. <laughs> if you like a bit of Cooper Gooding Jr. madness, <laughs> who doesn't? As we as we do. <laughs> Have we got on to Cuba Gooding Jr.? We'll always find a way. That's that's, that's us. (laughs) He was the best smelling man I've ever met in my life. (laughs) That's all I remember about Cuba. Mr. Gooding. (laughs) Mr. Gooding. So, anyhow, (laughs) back back onto Monsters, Inc. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. We are such a mess. We shouldn't ever have decided to do a podcast. (laughs) oh what a disaster okay Okay, so the characters are really really good um and i would argue as i mean maybe this is just to me i don't think worldwide but to me i'd argue that they're as iconic as the toy story ones i would say they're close you know everyone knows who mike wazowski is you show him a picture and they'll be able to say his full name mike wazowski that's rare mike wazowski mike wazowski (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I reckon they're they're pretty fucking close. Yeah, they're right. I think icons. they're they're right on it, but I think they're they're pretty close. Um, so do you know what you're going to give them for a score? Nine, nine again. I think I'm going to I'm going to go eight again. Oh, um, little theme. And my reason for that is I I did actually give the Toy Story two characters a nine. Oh, did you? And ya? like I said, I think these guys are close, but not quite there. So I think eight is a fair score. That is fair. Well done. Animation. Here we go. He's gonna go. He's gonna go. It was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's not Pixar's best. I mean, because they're still going to this day, and you can see the beautiful, amazing things that they're doing now. When you go back to Monsters Inc., it's a bit. But when you think back to two thousand and one and how good Monsters Inc. looked, particularly with Sully, you've got to remember this was still very, very early days of computer animation. It hadn't even been around for ten years at this point. No. So it was it was very very early days of making movies using this this technology, um, and like I said, the people they still look rubbish. Yeah. Um, even Boo. Yeah. Looks way uglier than I remember. Yeah. <laughs> just because she like not because it's an ugly character design, but just the way it comes across in that that animation, she looks almost robotic. Yeah, it's very and kind of Yeah. Um, but you mentioned Sully. Mm. And he really is the the star of the animation Isn't in this he? movie. Um, so this is the first movie ever where they animated a character using this like hair individual hair animation, right? Mm-hmm. So every single one of Sully's hair was individually animated. Whoa! It took eleven to twelve hours to render a single frame. Of Sully animation. Oh my god. Do you want to know how many hairs there are on Sully? I dread to think. Go on. 2,320,400 hairs. 
413 individually animated hairs on that body. Wow, that is, I'm so bad at maths. That's one of those numbers that if I looked at it, I wouldn't be able to read that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I had to really think about it. I had to really think about it. But yeah, that is, that is a, a lot of individual. And nowadays, like I think Elsa has yeah. like 10 times that much. That's mad, isn't it? Just on her head. But this is the first time that that had probably been done. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it, 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 it's Pixar doing what Pixar do best. And that is that is inventing yeah. new ways to do stuff. And that's what they will always do. They're pioneers. They will go, right, okay, we, do, we all do this now. Everyone else has caught up to us. What do we do next? Because by this point, you've got to remember, DreamWorks are now moving into Shrek ter- territory. True. You know, you've, you've got other people sort of coming in and, and having a go. So Pixar are like, okay, we'll take it a step up then. Yeah. And that's what they always do. And if you look through their whole history, like even when you look at, look at Onwards and you look at uh, what was the most recent Soul. one? Soul. Yeah. Soul looked like the characters are obviously stylized, but the worlds that they were moving around in looked fucking real. Yeah. Like it, they, they will always, always push, push the boundaries where they can. And I'm not a massive fan of computer animation, but I appreciate the fact that Pixar are making it up. Yeah, they, they everyone yeah. else is just copying. and they're always trying Pixar, to do something different. Yeah, Pixar are the guys; they're the dons when it comes to this. Right. Um, also, I, another thing that I read was that this this movie used a computer that had twice the processing power of the of the computer they used for Toy Story Two. Well, so in one movie, they've already had to double the processing that they need to make this movie and i guess that comes with with the 2.3 million hairs on something mm-hmm. that probably probably helps but <laughs> yeah um so yeah so it, you know i don't think it's an amazing animation they've still got a long way to go i'll never ever ever be like oh i love computer animation give me more of it yeah because there's a fuck enough of it yeah but i'll give credit where it's due yeah um and you know pixar are the guys that do it they are they will always be those guys yeah so i'm gonna give them a six i was thinking six as well some things look really nice i think sully's fur gets a shout out randall's like scales and um there was something else i was gonna say oh the Boo's, boo's broken door yeah i i really liked you know when they were going through all the doors towards the end yeah I liked all the envir- I liked all the backgrounds at the yes. windows, the, the mountains, yeah. and the Eiffel Tower. I bet and stuff they like loved that. doing that. <laughs> yeah, that looks. Like I think it was a lot of fun. It was so, written yeah. in just so that they could animate some landscapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so what are you saying? You saying six, six as, well? as well? Yeah. What are you saying? What are you saying? Okay, music. Randy, he's back. It's Randy time. Guess who's back? <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be the most prolific composer so far right? i mean we've, we've yeah. had five randy movies now. we have had five this is his fourth pixar yeah that's mad that's crazy randy he ain't going anywhere <laughs> um <laughs> so this uh soundtrack was nominated for an academy award of best original score and a grammy for best score uh they both lost uh to fellowship of the ring which is understandable okay uh, I'll let so off it's that. all right yeah. in it it's like okay that's all right. Um, but it did win an Academy Award for Best Original Song <laughs> with If I Didn't Have You. If I were a rich man. <laughs> Sung by John Goodman <laughs> and Billy Crystal. Um, so it got awards for something. <laughs> I love that. So up until this point, yeah. Randy had had 16 Oscar nominations. Whoa. And never won. Whoa. 
this was his first win, Aww. which is I think was was awesome. Is awesome. That is cute. But he's I I fucking love a Randy Newman soundtrack. It it fills me with such nostalgia. Yeah, like that Toy Story, Bugs Life, Monsters Inc. vibe is just so like my childhood. <laughs> I'm gonna say what I said about Bugs Life though. Yeah. I'm just a bit sad that there wasn't just a random Randy song in the middle of the movie. I know, because that was one of the real highlights of Toy Story 1 and 2. Yeah. like, And I have decided, when I look, and I posted this on our Instagram and our Twitter, I have decided that my, that my favourite song oh, yes. on, on season, season 1 was... Uh, what did I... I decided on one of them. What was it? I can't even remember now. What, a Toy Story one? <laughs> yeah, Strange Things. Strange, yeah. Strange Things. That was so good. It's my favourite season 1 song. So That is a good one. Yeah, the old Randy. Yeah, um, I like the music. I mean, I don't think it's quite Toy Story level. It's not, and I think a lot of that is because of the lack of songs. Yeah, you know, I think Toy Story. Although I never really think of it for its songs, when I then think of the Toy Story songs, they are so good. Mm. Um, and that is something that Bugs Life and Monsters Inc. lacks. Um, True. but this the score. The score is nice. It fills me with nostalgia. Mm. Yeah, and, and like we say quite often, it suits every scene it's in. It's never imposing. It's never. Nope. It never takes away or detracts. No. It, it only adds to the scene. Yeah, so. and I love that it's the Randy vibe. Like you could just hear yeah. it, and you're like Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say makes makes you Randy, but that's not that's not what it does. No. no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like it. You got a score in mind? Like a seven. Seven. Okay. I think I think I'm gonna agree, you know. Do it. Yeah. Welcome to the seven club. <laughs> seven. <laughs> right, legacy. Leg. <laughs> it's got one. Yeah. I've definitely. got a lot oh. written down here. Okay, go on then, hit us. Shall I hit you? Yeah. <laughs> so it had a prequel, Monsters University. Yeah. Um it's got a sequel show coming to Disney Plus this year Amazing. called Monsters at Work. Um, it had video games. It's got short films. It's got Disney World attractions. It's got comic books. Kingdom Hearts 3 had a Monsters, Inc. segment. Uh, the merchandise was huge. I mean, that's another thing that doing toys, bugs and monsters is good for. I remember mm-hmm. having so many Monsters, Inc. toys. And I remember, this is how extra they were. I had a different... I had so many different Randall toys of the different colours he would turn into. Amazing. That's so extra. I remember playing Monsters, Inc. on PlayStation 1, maybe. Whoa. I remember playing the game. Yeah. I bet it looks shit. It, yeah, probably. <laughs> I it was love absolutely the terrible. way PlayStation yeah. 1 games look. Yeah, they're so... They're like, oh, like every character's got straight lines. Yeah, it's so like, square. I wonder what Mike was asking yeah. looks like. <laughs> it looks like a hexagon. Yeah. Just walking around. <laughs> I love that. And then it had, um, I don't know if this goes to Legacy or not, but it had two lawsuits against it. Oh. Yeah. So there's a, a woman called Laurie Madrid who wrote a poem in 1997 called There's a Boy in My Closet. <laughs> oh. And um, <laughs> It's a very different thing, Laurie. I, mean... I think it is, isn't it? And the, the judge said that it, 
it's got nothing in common with the film and that she's yeah. being silly. Uh, and People then, have closets and imagine things in them. Literally, yes. like she, she didn't that. invent that. <laughs> Come on, babes. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, someone called Stanley Mouse filed a lawsuit saying that the lead characters, Mike and Sully, were based on drawings in a film that he'd tried to sell to Hollywood that apparently the Pixar people have seen called Eat My Dust. Um, and there was a little drawing I saw that did look a bit like Mike Wazowski, but again, the case was didn't come to anything because yeah. you, you, he's also not the first person to design a one-eyed round circular That's creature. The thing. You know, like you, the the, th- the thing with with a with a monster, Sully and and Mike, as much as I love their character designs, they're quite sort of standard-looking monsters. Yeah. Really, yeah. One's a big furry bear with horns, mm-hmm. and who's just a random color. Yeah, and one's a big one-eyed little apple <laughs> he and does it's... look quite like granny smith <laughs> i do i want to say goodbye out of him when you see like the back of him and he's running i'm like oh it looks juicy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it looks juicy <laughs> he looks juicy doesn't he <laughs> he's said when he's running <laughs> <laughs> look at him from behind. Yeah. yeah, the reason why from behind is because I can't see his eyes. Yeah, he looks behind. like a full apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I just want to take a bite out of my like, apple. No, my point was. <laughs> Go on. What's your point? My point was they're such generic-looking monsters. It, it, I, I'd understand if he'd designed something like super crazy and out there. Yeah. And they'd use that, but I just think these guys are too generic to to be able to to pick on that. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm fine. That just really, really, really got to me. That was in like no offense, your entire life, my entire life. That was the best thing I've ever heard you say. Think. <laughs> yeah, that was top tier. I had one um, last last week that made me laugh. Um, it's Pixar related, so I'll, I'll say it today. Um, my my housemate was trying to trying to say Lightning McQueen, yeah, and he and he called him Michael Machine. <laughs> Imagine. I was just I was laughing for ages. <laughs> I was just thinking about imagine if he was called Michael Machine. Michael Machine. <laughs> That's not actually a bad name for a main character. Someone should take that. For like a little kid's yeah. show or something. Like, yeah, like for NG, NG, NG Benji or something. Yeah. Someone should take that. Oh, that's funny. Okay, yes, so do you know what you're going to give it for Legacy? I or? mean, like I said, like, like maybe not as big as Toy Story, but they are quite iconic as characters. And I'm convinced that I've said this for like Dumbo and Bambi as well, but I'm sure if you go into a Disney store today, you are likely to see something from Monsters, Inc., which I think is also a huge legacy of it. So I think the fact that characters like Mike Wazowski and Sully are still alive and kicking from 2001 (laughs) to 2021, fairly decent. So I'm probably going to give it like... Yeah, it is. So I'm probably going to give it an eight, very solid eight legacy. I want to give it. A, I want to give it a seven point five. I can't do that. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'll give it an eight as well. Oh, okay. I'll give it an eight as well. I don't think. I don't think we're at the point where we can start adding point fives yet. Maybe for season five. Yeah, that really threw that. me off. When you said that. I thought, no, my, my maths is basic as it is. Don't you dare. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, Speaking, of <laughs> Speaking of maths. Speaking of maths. 
Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so for story, you gave it a nine, I gave it an eight. Slay. Characters, you gave it a nine, I gave it an eight. This is a high story movie. Yeah. For animation, we both gave it a six. Mm-hmm. For music, we both gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. And for legacy, we both gave it an eight. Okay. That's actually not the highest. Oh. Yeah. It draws with something from this series already. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, coming in at 76. Okay. So, joint top for season four yes. so far. Um, obviously, it is actually younger than is. my neighbour Totoro. So, Totoro actually is the top. Totoro is the winner still. Um, but no, I, th- I think actually that is probably a It probably score. is, you know. What was the How last... Does it compared to the other Pixar Oh, so movies? Toy Story 2 was 80. <laughs> yeah, um, Bugs Life was 74. Okay. And Toy Story 1 was 79. 79. Okay, yeah, so, so they've got that kind of... They're all very close together, really. Yeah. All over yeah. 70, which I think means a good film, really. Looking at the history of discussing doodles, over 70 is a, re- is a good place to be. It's a very good film. Yeah, yeah. and I think so far... Pixar have been the most consistent. Yes, I think you're right. Because even like Disney had a dip with Dumbo. They did. I mean, um, at the moment, we're saying the worst film is Bugs Life, and you and me are fucking stands. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Goes to so, show. It does. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm I'm pleased with that as a uh, as a as a result. Me too. So. I really enjoyed watching this film again. Yeah, so did I. Loved it. So next week is DreamWorks week. Oh my god, it is. This is exciting. And it's one I've never seen before. No, I've seen clips. Many, many I clips. Think it was, I think it was like a direct-to-video or direct-to-DVD. Yeah. Essentially, it's a prequel to The Prince of Egypt, but it's Joseph, King of Dreams. Yes. Um, now, I think my difficulty with this is going to be that, because I'm such a massive fan of the Andrew Lloyd Webber Joseph Yes, musical, Technicolor Dream. I'm going to find it difficult to pull myself away from that. Yes. When watching this. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm really interested to see. It. I am too. My other issue, my issue is similarly. Like I'm such a big fan of Prince of Egypt that I think this one's not going to hold up to that up either. To yeah. And I think I, I worry it's going to try to be Prince of Egypt, <laughs> and it's going to like <laughs> yeah. be a bit cringe. Gonna maybe be <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. going to try and have that dark seriousness of Prince of Egypt, and maybe just not quite hit it. Because mm. I think one of the joys of Andrew Lloyd Webber's is how cheesy and glorious it is. It and really I feel is, like they're yeah. going to try and make it Prince of Egypt levels and it's it might not work. But we'll see. Yeah. So, in the meantime, Luke, mm. where can we find you? At Lukey Reed, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Mark, Eric, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> where can we find you? You can find me at ActuallyMJR on Twitter, at ActuallyMJR underscore 2.0 on Instagram. And make sure to follow the show on both those places at Disc Doodles. What have I done? Nothing. I was just eating the Mike Kazowski and you wanted to eat him. (laughs) (laughs) And check us out on Letterboxd where you can see all the movies in a nice detailed list. And Mike Kazowski will be there. Probably covered up by some logo or something. Oh, bless him. We love a running (laughs) gag. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Yes. Um, I'm going to go and eat my <laughs> Stop yourself. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week, Joseph. See you later.